What's up, guys? Welcome to the Political Opinion Podcast, affectionately known as Doghouse Politics. I'm the big dog, and I'm your host. This is our show. I am your voice. Let me preface this show, this episode, let you know next week there will be no episode recorded. Going to be out of town. My nephew's getting married. Uh, want to big send a big congratulations to him and his new bride. I'm not going to throw his name out there or hers because I don't want any of our liberal friends who may stalk this show to harass my family members uh, because of my political viewpoints and commentary. Hey, before we get started, let me let me ask you to go to social media, Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, it's at Doghouse Politics. On Twitter, it's just Dog Politics. Like, follow, wherever you happen to find this podcast, and I'm sure you found it on purpose. Had to search for it. Subscribe, download, copy the link, and share it to your social media. Give your friends a chance to listen to us. If they love us, great. If not, that's fine. There's plenty of other people out there to talk to. We're going to keep doing this show as long as we're having fun, uh, as long as people keep listening. I enjoy doing it every week. If I wouldn't, if I if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't do it. Takes too much time to not be having fun. But hey, I appreciate your guys' support helping me spread the conservative message. Hey, let's jump on in here to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, just we'll just throw this out there. Not necessarily a segment on there, but anybody watch the Emmys? Weird how those uh, rich elite folks walk around in crowded rooms with no mask, but the rest of us are expected to mask our kids. To go to school, get on the school bus, go to the grocery store. They don't even want us going to church without a mask on. Kind of weird, different set of rules for those uh, those elite, sophisticated people. I, I guess that's the same crowd that showed up to President Obama's birthday party. Different set of rules for us and them, guys. Different set of rules for us and them. And they don't even hide it. They've almost actually said that. That they are privileged because of their status. That's hogwash. But we will have a segment on General Milley and the and the attempted coup that he tried to pull off against President Trump. Also going to talk just briefly, just briefly, guys, about the how we continue to fumble the football on this Afghanistan thing. There's a lack of leadership, and more importantly, there's a lack of accountability. We're going to talk about that just briefly. And then to end it up, to end the episode off, I'm going to tell you how I feel about how this all ends. And I you got to listen cuz I'll tell you what that means. Guys, there's an ending in sight. It's already been written and we're just watching it play out. But I'll go further into that at the end of this episode. Hey, before we jump in, I'm going to let the ad play and we'll get started. Appreciate you guys support. Be right back. What's up, faithful doghouse listeners? Hey, if you love the show and want to show your support publicly, go to doghousepolitics.com, D-A-W-G housepolitics.com. Pick out a patriotic t-shirt, sticker, or coffee cup. All the merchandise on there is super patriotic. Show your love for your country and the show. I certainly appreciate you wearing a merchandise to help spread word about the podcast to get the conservative voice out there. Just to show my appreciation for you listeners, if you use the promo code Trump won, all one word, all caps, T-R-U-M-P-W-O-N. I'm going to give you 20% off just for listening to the show. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you go to doghousepolitics.com, pick out some merchandise, post pictures on social media, 
Can't wait to see you repping the show. So maybe one of the last institutions that the American people, in large part, actually still have confidence in is the United States military. Army, Air Force, Space Force, Navy, Coast Guard, and Marine Corps. Many polls show that American people have much more confidence in our military than they do Congress and our elected leaders in Washington. They have more confidence in a bunch of 18 to to 40-year-olds, which is what most of our military is, between 18 and 40, than they do people who have been in politics in Washington their whole life and are oftentimes in their 50s, 60s, 70s. Because we have the greatest fighting force on the history of the planet. Everybody who serves in our military has served willingly. Has willingly walked into a recruiter's office and says, I want to serve this country. Not for the money, but because they love this country. Now, the money and the benefits that some of our service members get is great, and, and that plays into why a lot of people serve, but it's not, though, it's not the main reason. Why did I say that? First of all, to, to give credit to our men and women in uniform. But, you know, they're held to certain standards in the military. They're held to certain standards. They take an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States and to protect it from all enemies, foreign and domestic. They also take an oath to obey the orders of the president and the officers appointed over them. This brings me to General Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. General Mark Milley. He's the senior military advisor to the President of the United States. If there's a military conflict going on, the person that is sitting at the table with the President advising him on military issues is the Chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. He serves at the pleasure of the president, and he's hired by the president. And last year, we're finding out that General Milley, before the election, was undermining then-President Trump at every turn. Now, how Trump missed this, I don't know. But we're reading reports that he would walk out of a meeting with the president and go back to his staff and undermine things that the president had just said. He was calling foreign government officials and promising to warn them about any U.S. action against them. Now, now let me, let me back up here. We heard for four years, for four years, that President Trump was a, 
a Russian agent, right? He was a Russian asset. He was colluding with the Russian government. He colluded to get elected, and he colluded throughout his presidency. Vladimir Putin's puppet, they called him. Two and a half years of investigations to find a connection that came up empty. But yet they still hold that statement to be true to this day, that President Trump was a Russian asset. Impeached him over it. For what, we don't know. But then we find out General Milley, who President Biden last week says he has full confidence in. Find out he is colluding with the Chinese military, his counterparts in China. Because, you know, China get a little nervous we start doing these exercises in the South China Sea. General Milley calls up and says, hey, the president orders an attack, I'll give you a heads up. He rounds up people who are in charge of the nuclear button, as you will, and says, I don't care what the president says, unless I'm involved, you don't listen. Now, he says that there was concerns about the way the president was acting, but there's a 25th Amendment. If the president went off the rails, there was an avenue to get him under control. We have a constitution. General Milley took an oath to support and defend the constitution. The 25th Amendment is part of the constitution. If Trump went off the rails... More than half of the president's cabinet could have said, he's unfit, we need to remove him from office. That didn't happen. Trump was in charge. And General Milley's undermining him and telling people not to listen to him. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a domestic... That sounds like a domestic threat to the Constitution. General Milley sounds like one of the people the Constitution is intended to protect against. Now, I don't know who told him he was in charge, but the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs is not a commander position. It's an advisor role. So I don't know who told him he was in charge of anything, but there are commanders all the way down at every level, there are, there are commanders. General Milley was not one of those. But he constantly was giving out orders. And, and uh, look, apparently people were listening. That's fine. He's a, a general. He's probably earned the right to be listened to and his opinion respected and, and, and commanders taking input. But he does not have the right to undermine the President of the United States. And look, guys, you know that I am a, a supporter of former President Trump. I've got odds with the current administration. I've got issues with the way they're governing. But if this were happening today, it would be just as much of a problem. Now, some people on the left are going are gonna to say, well, he was concerned about the, the president's mental aptitude to lead. Look, guys, is, if that, is that the argument you really want to go with? 
I don't think so. I don't think you're interested in that. General Milley is a disgrace to himself and his country. And he should be, at the very least, removed from his post. But the current president says last week he has full confidence in him. I, I doubt the I doubt that the uh, that opinion would be the same if he found out that General Milley is calling Chinese and Russian counterparts now. I doubt that level of confidence would be the same. This is the thing, guys. This is the thing. We have to have confidence in the institutions of our government. The institution of the president, the institution of Congress, the institution of the, the, the Joint Chiefs, the institution of the Supreme Court. You've listened to this show long enough, I think, to, to realize that I lack confidence in some of the people holding those posts. But what I do have faith in or confidence in is the institutions. I have to have confidence that the holder of the Oval Office, the president, even if I disagree with his methods or his policies, is at the end of the day going to look out for the best interest of the United States of America. Same goes for the Congress. I have to believe that at the end of the day, whether or not I, I agree with a, a, a left-leaning Supreme Court justice or, or whether or not they lean right or whatever the case is, that at the end of the day, they're going to read the law and they're going to read it as it's written. We have to be able to believe that the people making decisions as military leaders are making decisions that hold the United States of America's interest at number one. We have to believe that our military and our president are in lockstep. And this is my fear. This is my fear right now. This is why I believe General Milley needs to be removed. Because right now, now, now let's preface this with the fact that we have ex outstanding men and women in uniform. But this is my, this is, I said all this in this segment to say this. This is my fear. General Milley being left in office and not being removed shows a lack of leadership on his part and the president's part. There's no accountability. It's very obvious that the rules are different for us and them. The junior enlisted and the younger officers can have their career stripped from them. for saying anything bad about the president. But General Milley, who is the, the, the senior advisor to the president, 
is calling foreign governments and bad bad mouthing the president, calling subordinates and saying, don't listen to him. Guys, there's always this sense of, of us and them when we talk about elites and, and, and regular people. Now, we've always known there's a different set of rules for folks in Washington and the rest of us in this country. But sometimes they at least make an effort to try to cover it up a little bit. But this is obvious. General Milley committed treason. And he's going to be allowed to keep his job. Dare I say, without even an investigation from Congress or some questions being asked. God, I hope not. That just destroys people's confidence in the institution. Take the face and the name out of it. The institution is compromised. General Milley committed treason. He violated the law and the Constitution of the United States and his oath. And look, guys, regardless of who's president, that's a problem. And he should be held accountable, just like any of his subordinates would be. He's a disgrace to himself and this country. He's a disgrace to every other man and woman that's ever taken that oath. And he should be held accountable. So keeping with the theme of holding our both elected and appointed officials accountable at the highest levels of our government, let's think back to several weeks ago when we had an episode here where we named off 13 names of U.S. service members, young men and women who gave their life for this country. It, it ultimately was a result of a suicide bomber in Afghanistan, and that's a whole, you know, and that botched pullout that we did of Afghanistan, where we still have people there, by the way, Americans in Afghanistan, that our government abandoned and left behind. But nonetheless, that's a, another conversation for a previous episode. So then in, in the, you know, in the days following, we heard that the president carried out drone strikes to take out ISIS targets. And we're like, okay, at least he did something, right? At least we did something to avenge these 13 lives that were lost, these 13 American men and women. Took out some ISIS targets. That's what we were told. Well, now we hear that the CENTCOM commander, General Kenneth McKenzie, has revealed that it's extremely unlikely that any ISIS target was hit. The only people we killed were innocent civilians. Seven children. So was this a, a, an act that was just about optics to make, to look tough? This administration just wanted to look tough like they were going to avenge these, these men and women who died because there was such outrage growing from the American people? Did they do that to shut people up? Did we kill innocent people? 
just to shut people up in America? One one of the people that said we killed was a an aid worker who had worked with the United States pulling into his home when him and his family were killed in a drone strike. It's disgraceful. Where was General Milley on that one? Who gave that intel? Who made that call? What did they know and when did they know it? That's my question. Did our government willingly kill 10 innocent civilians, seven children, just to shut us up and make themselves look tough? Now, I personally think there needs to be extensive investigations to the people who made this call. However, Congress doesn't have a spine right now. They don't have the nerve to go after any decision made by this president or whoever is making decisions. Now, let me throw this little plug in here. That's why it's important, guys. The Republicans have promised if they take back the House, they're going to get to the bottom of some of this stuff that they're being blocked from even investigating right now. Nancy Pelosi is running the House of Representatives like a Gestapo. We got to strip her of every bit of power and send her back wherever it is she crawled out of. Because there's no accountability with this administration. They're, they're, they are fumbling the football at every turn, and we just keep handing the ball to them. Now look, guys, it's football season. You know, some of you are, are fantasy football players. If you have a running back in your lineup they keeps getting you negative points, Eventually, you're going to bench him. That's not just fantasy football. That's real football. Is our government the only place where we don't have accountability in this country? Is our government the only ones that can kill 10 civilians? And look, I don't blame the people who dropped the bombs. I blame the intelligence and the people who made the decision. People who dropped the bombs were just taking orders. They were told they were taking out ISIS targets. Nothing of the sort. And I suspect that our our top leaders knew it. Seven precious children killed senselessly. That's not justice for our service members that we lost. That's not justice. That's not what they died for. That's not the America they believed in. I pray that I pray that somehow, whatever it takes, we get some accountability for this administration. And I really hope in a couple of years we just bench them. 
Get some leadership back in Washington. Because right now there is no leadership. There is no leadership. It's a sad and scary time. All right, guys, let's wind this thing down. Let's put a let's put a big bow on it. Let's stick a fork in it and let's have it. Let's be done with it. Spend a lot of time on this show uh, really talking about negative things. And I understand that. And, and, and I can understand frustration with that. We talk about a lot of things, and some of you may question, um, what's, the, what's my end result from this show? Look, guys, I'm a man of, of deep, deep faith. And while things look bleak and, and there's awful things going on in our world, I, I would encourage you, as I have, read what the back of the book says. I promise you guys, no matter how dark and how ugly it looks, at the end of the day, Jesus wins. He's already won. And every day we live, we're seeing things that are written in the Bible fulfilled, prophecies being fulfilled. Sometimes you could almost pick up the paper, or, or no, nobody reads a newspaper anymore, but you can go to any news source, quote-unquote, and you can pick up the Bible, and they almost... It's almost like they're word for word, some of the things that we're seeing. All the wars and diseases and plagues and natural disasters and, 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 and confusion. People don't know what gender they are. Just absolute filth. The family's been destroyed and, and, and redefined. God's been thrown out of every institution in our country almost. And we wonder why everything's gone to hell. This is all part of the story, guys. It's already been written. It's already been written. The ending has already been written. So yes, I will continue to call out corruption. I will continue to speak up and fight for what's right. I... I ultimately know that right and truth is going to win. My point of this show and my point of doing what I do and calling out what I call out is that we have to, in the meantime, we have to live. And right is right and wrong is wrong. And no, me calling it out is not going to make it any better. But I'm, I, I can't just be quiet. The book, actually, the Bible, the Bible, it says that it's actually going to get much worse than it is now. Much worse. Especially if you're a believer. But we know how it ends. I can tell you this. Jesus wins. It's a guarantee. I can't guarantee a lot of things, but that I can guarantee. Jesus wins. So I, I, I want to apologize if, if listening to the show is depressing or, or, or whatever. 
It's not my intent. My intent is just to get people thinking, to start a conversation, to call out corrupt politicians, to try and hold some people accountable, even though they're not listening to this show. But if enough of us who think alike start asking the question, they have to do one of two things. They have to acknowledge us or ignore us, and both of them are a decision. Both of them let us both of those decisions let us know where we stand with our leaders. So I'll tell you, it's okay to be upset, it's okay to be angry, as long as we have the peace and the comfort of knowing that in the end, Jesus is gonna win. And if we're followers of him, we're gonna be all right in the end. Guys, don't forget, no episode next week. Doing some family stuff for my nephew, getting married. Congratulations to him and his new wife. Uh, I, I prioritize family guys over this show. Uh, I think, and I hope you do too. I hope you do too. Hey, go to Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, it's Doghouse Politics. On Twitter, it's just at Dog Politics. Like and follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. Subscribe, download, and share it. I appreciate it. Help us get the message out there. If you give your friends a chance, if they love it, great. If they love the show, that's great. If not, that's fine too. My feelings won't be hurt at all. Probably won't even notice. But I appreciate your help. I appreciate you helping me spread the conservative message. Hey, guys, I'm going to end it like I always do. God bless you. May God continue to bless our troops and bring them home safe. May God continue to pour out his blessings on the United States of America. And may God bless the President of the United States. Until next week's guys, I'm the big dog and the doghouse is now closed.